We enter your courts with praise again tonight, Lord. For you alone are worthy to be praised. You alone are worthy to be exalted, God. And I thank you again today for thy loving kindness and tender mercies over us, O God. I'm asking you, Lord God, to guide our steps, O Lord God. I'm asking you, God, tonight to strengthen us with your wisdom and your knowledge and your understanding and your power, Lord. For you alone are worthy, O God. We're asking you to root out all wickedness and evil, Lord God, before the land. We're asking you, God, to bind every stronghold in every life and every home tonight, Lord. I'm asking you, Lord God, to break every yoke of division in the body of Christ tonight, Lord. I'm asking you, dear God, to move mightily, Lord. Root out, cleanse in every place, your church, your house. Oh, God, I praise you right now, Lord, and I thank you, Jesus. You are God, and you are God alone. And your word is ever established in the heavens above and the earth beneath, O oh Lord. And we're asking you, God, to minister and be strong in the Lord and in the power of your might, O oh God. We know there's nothing impossible for you tonight, O oh God. Lord, many are suffering, O oh God, and they need a touch. They need you, Lord, today. And we're asking you, dear God, if you would reach down to minister to the hearts of those that are aching and those that are suffering and those that are on life support and those that are on ventilators and those, oh God, that are on the deathbed tonight. Oh God, I know you're able, Lord. You are the comforter. You're the strength giver. You're the power. Oh God, all that's in heaven and earth is thine. And thou are exalted above all tonight, Lord. And I thank you again tonight, oh God. I pray, Lord Jesus, again for those in Beirut tonight, Lord God, that your peace, uh, God, would help and heal, Lord God, the, the strongholds and the hurts, oh God, as all the unrest in the world continues, oh God. We keep our focus upon you, Lord God, and we keep our thoughts towards you, God. We know that your word has already told us that there will be evil in the last days like never before, God. Uh, and I pray for our nation, O oh God, with all the unrest and all the rioting and all the foolishness, O oh God. I pray tonight, Lord, that you would root out, O oh God, the evil you said in your word, God, that the evil and the wicked shall not live out half their days, O oh God. And I pray that you would honor your word tonight, Lord God, whatever it takes, O oh God. I'm calling to you tonight, Lord God, to cleanse the land, O oh God, of all filthiness of the flesh and spirit. Your house, whatever it takes, God, let your perfect will be done tonight, O oh God. I thank you, O oh God. If, if there's wickedness in my heart, O oh God, I pray, Lord, that you cleanse me, that you remove me, God, whatever it takes, O oh God. Oh, Lord, I need you tonight, O oh God. I thank you tonight. You are God and God alone. And I thank you, Jesus, for blessing us and keeping us in your power and in your love, Jesus. Uh, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Here I am, Lord. Here I am. I give all myself to you. Here I am. Here I am, Lord. Here I am. Let your spirit move through me. Here I am, here I am, Lord, here I am, I give all myself to you, here I am. Here I am, Lord, here I am. Let your Spirit move through me, here I am, here I am, Lord. Here I am, I give all myself to you, here I am, here I am, Lord, here I am. Let your spirit move through me. Here I am. God, we come into your presence tonight. Oh, God, to give you thanks, to give you praise. God, I give all myself to you, God. Whatever you desire to do with this life is in your hands, oh, God. I look to you, Jesus. I look to you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. <clears throat> Praise God. Well, it's amazing what praising can do. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. It's amazing what praising can do. Oh, hallelujah. Well, I don't worry when things go wrong, cause Jesus fills my heart with a song. Oh, it's amazing what praising can do. Oh, hallelujah. 
Well, it's amazing what praise can do. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. It's amazing what praise can do. Oh, hallelujah. Well, I don't worry when things goes wrong, cause Jesus fills my heart with a song, and it's amazing what praise and can do. Oh, hallelujah. Well, I don't worry when things go wrong, cause Jesus fills my heart with a song, and it's amazing what praise and can do. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Uh, oh, God, I come to praise you tonight. Uh, I come to give thanks, Lord, from the rising of the sun until the going down of the same, Lord. Uh, your name is to be praised. Your name is to be praised, oh, God. I don't worry when things goes wrong, uh, because I know in whom I have believed, and I am persuaded, Father, that you are able to keep that which has been committed to, to you against that day, Lord. And I thank you. I thank you so much, Jesus, for blessing us. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. You may be seated tonight. We want to get right in our Bible study. Quick word of announcement. This Sunday, our bishop is calling for National Day of Prayer. I don't know if you've heard that already. Amen. He's calling for National Day of Prayer um, for the whole organization. Amen. So we're going to be praying for our nation against this pandemic, for our churches. Amen. And for our organization. Amen. So we'll be doing that. Then if you're not busy at 3 o'clock, they're asking us to go to our city hall. Amen. And pray around our city hall for our city officials and for our communities. Amen. Remember, you have to have a mask, six distant, social distancing, all that good stuff. Amen. Praise God. So we got to be a part of what is taking place. Amen. So let's not forget our practicing social distance, practice being safe. Amen. In everything that we do. Praise God. Well, we want to get right into the lesson tonight. I mean, we're talking about a worry-free life, having a worry-free life. Amen. Now, last month, before we run into this lesson, you notice last month we was talking about able to handle afflictions. What is God trying to teach us? What is God trying to show us? If you see the pattern that God has taken us down, you can see that we're right in the middle of some things that we have to learn how to deal with some things in our lives. We have to handle, be able to handle the afflictions. We've got to be able to get through the trials and situations and things that will come into our lives in these last days. And God is trying to show us in his word that we can get through these things. Amen. But we've got to make sure that we're following the roadmap and the pattern 
that he has set for us and is in the word of God. And that's why we got to cling to the word of God and we got to stay close to him. We got to walk in the light as he's in the light and we have fellowship one with another in the blood of Jesus Christ will keep us cleansed from all unrighteousness. Amen. So no matter what affliction you might find yourself in or going through, Paul tells us that they're only light. They're the light afflictions which worketh in you only but for a moment. <clears throat> but they have the more eternal and exceeding weight of glory. And that's what we're looking for. We're looking for glory land. We are going to walk on those streets of gold. We're going to have those gates of pearls that we're going to walk through one day. We're going to see him. Oh, I want to see him and look upon his face. Amen. And so that's what we want to be talking about this month is how to have a weary-free life. And it seems like, you know, that a lot of people are worried about so many things. Uh, in this in this world that we're going through, and let me let me read you uh, uh, something here real quick from Billy Graham. He made a comment, and he made this comment in 1965. He says this. He says historians will probably call our era the age of anxiety. <clears throat> Think about that. That was 19. 19- 65, he made that comment. I think I might have been about 15 years old during that time when he made that comment. That they would call our generation the age of anxiety. Anxiety is the natural results when our hopes are centered in anything short of God and his will for us. That's what Billy Graham said in 1965. And he probably didn't realize that 55 years ago how effective that comment would be today. So, the Apostle Paul, we're coming from Philippians 4, verse 6, for our lesson and our study this month. And, of course, we will get through a lot of other Scriptures as well. Paul says in Philippians 4, 6, Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. The word careful here used by the Apostle Paul does not mean that we are to exercise no care about worldly matters, give no care to preserve our properties, or to provide for our families. For as he told Timothy, but if any provide not for his own, especially for those of his own house, he has denied the faith and is worse than an Effendale, First Timothy 5, 8. Paul does not state, Paul does state, however, that we should have such confidence in God to free our minds from anxiety and that we should possess such a sense of dependence upon Him to keep our mind tranquil, peaceful, and still. Everything in our lives in reference to the supply of our needs and everything relating to our spiritual condition shall be brought to God with prayer, supplication, and with thanksgiving. There's nothing which pertains to this life which we may not go and spread it all before the Lord. By my God shall supply all 
your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus, Paul state, Philippians 4.19. Notice he did not say that God will supply all your wants, but God shall supply all your need. And this may be one of the reasons that so many people's lives are filled with anxiety and worry. They have allowed themselves to be taken captive by a spirit of want. We must not allow the cares of this life to cause us to have a worry-filled life. Jesus is the Prince of Peace, and we must learn how to live and walk in this peace so that we do have our lives free of worry here. Amen. And so we are looking at what is transpiring. Amen. The things that I have figured out about worry is where is it coming from? Where is so much worry coming from? What is it about worry that so many are in knots? Why why are so many people uh, with so much anxiety in their lives? Have we lost focus of the Word of God? Have we lost focus of what God is trying to show us? If Jesus is the Prince of Peace, and He will keep us in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed upon Him, why is there so many people filled with anxiety, worry, stress? James tells us, if we like wisdom to do what? Ask of God, which given to all men liberally and unbraideth not, and it shall be given unto him. So if I've got a weary feel life, I've got to figure out what is going on. Why why am I so worried about so many things in in my life? Jesus says, I can't make one hair black or one hair white. He says the leper can't change his spots and the Ethiopian can't change his skin color. So what are we worrying about? I mean, people get gray hair and they get worried. Oh, I'm getting old. Yeah, are you not? That should have, that should have been from a given. Every time you have a birthday, <laughs> you should figure that out. You're not going to stay, you know, an infant forever. If we do, we got a problem, Houston. <laughs> you know, you're going to grow. You're going to get old. And guess what? You're going to die if the Lord tarries. You know, they say that people wear themselves to death. And they die because they wear themselves to death. It's afraid of dying. For the Christian, that should be the most exciting time. The Bible says, precious in the death of the Lord is his saints. You know, so we have to figure this thing out. Amen. And so worry seems to be taking hold on a lot of people, no matter your race, your creed, your color, your age, whatever is is happening. And we have to figure this thing out. So what is going on? Where did the church lose its focus? Weary usually stems from want, not needs. We start wanting more. We start wanting this. I want, I want that, and I want to do that, and I want to go here, and I want to do that. The next thing you know, you feel with worry. Worry comes about 
by, you know, overload. You get to taking on too much. You know, some people work two jobs. That's an overload. And the next thing you know, you're going to start worrying about the overload because you're what transpired when you start to begin to want and you become overload. The next thing you happen is restlessness. And once you start having restlessness, you start having crazy weird dreams. You know, I think the scripture talks about that. Multitude of businesses come dreams. And so we have to realize that. And then you start resisting. You start resisting God's directions. You start resisting a counsel. You start resisting what people are trying to tell you to do that make it easier for your life. You become resistance to authority. You become yoked with the wrong God. The dollar start taking your mindset. I'm reading a book and I came across the thing the other day. One of the words the other night I was laying in the bed and, I, and the guy says, busy. Being under Satan's yoke. I said, yep, that's about right. Being under Satan's yoke. Busy. So... We have to figure this thing out. We got to get back to the Word of God so that we're not weary about things that really doesn't matter. Jesus says, what does it profit a man if he should gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Paul writing to Timothy in the sixth chapter, he says, For we brought nothing into this world and is certain that we can carry nothing out. But godliness, verse 6, with contentment, 6-6, godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world and is certain We can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, let us be therewith content. But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare and an to many foolish and hurtful lust, which drown men in per- destruction and prediction. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith, and they have pierced themselves through with many sorrows. So notice what Paul is saying here. You he brought nothing into the world. And we can't take anything out. And he says that we've got food and clothing and we need to learn how to be content. See, worry is caused by not being content with the things we have. We want more. We're never satisfied. 
Notice what Solomon says in Proverbs chapter 30 here. Verse 15 and 16. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 15 and 16. He says, the horse leech have two daughters crying, give, give. There are three things that are never satisfied, yea, four things which say not, it is enough. The grave, the barren womb, the earth that is not filled with water, and the fire that said not, it is enough. Notice, when is enough? Enough. If we don't come to the understanding when enough is enough, we're going to wear 